0: The Golden Knights prevail on banner-raising night at T-Mobile Arena last night as they defeat Seattle 4-1. We recap the game right here on Locked On Golden Knights.
1: Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome aboard. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Tony Cardasco Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And that is Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. You can get $20 off of a life-saving antibiotic case called the Jace Case. Go today. You can use it. It's great for your medical use. Go and use the uh, code On GOLDEN NIGHT. Check again. That is locked on at jacemedical.com. Chris, you were there last night, T Mobile Arena, all the fanfare, all the festivities, and you caught the uh, Cup Championship banner raising night there. Really spectacular there. Uh, just tell us let's first start off with the festivities, how everything ran, and what really caught your attention there.
1: There was a buzz, right? That was just the first thing that really caught me. You immediately had the feeling of the playoffs and, of course, uh, the Stanley Cup final. That was just the first thing that I felt as everyone was outside in front of T-Mobile and you had the gold carpet arrivals and obviously the players uh, all decked out. Uh, Paul Cotter doing his best uh, Vegas uh, mobster impression and it was just, it was a lot of fun watching the players interact with the fans. And that was really the fans first moment to, you know, get in with the players since the Stanley cup victory. And the cool thing there, of course, most of them are wearing their rings and everything. And that obviously uh, was a pretty crazy sight to see. I mean, those rings just, you could spot those from across the street. That was really, really, really cool getting to see the players wearing the rings. Um, Going back, obviously, like I said, the arena, there was a buzz. It just felt good. It was much different, obviously, than the preseason, rightfully so. You get to the banner parts, and the video starts, and it just – all the emotions start, right? All the all the excitement, all the, the fun, nervous energy you had from the playoffs and everything. And then here comes a slot machine. Like, this is just – this is Vegas. I mean, this is everything. The ceremony was – it was tacky enough, and I mean that in the Vegas tacky way. It was tacky enough where it did Vegas well, but the tackiness was not a distraction. And obviously the moment uh, the the banner came out of uh, the slot machine, just it felt good watching it and just watching the players embrace one another. Uh, Alec Martinez was actually on the ice for the banner raising, which was obviously good to see too.
0: Yeah, and uh, after the game, you were in the locker room, and you got some reaction from the players. How do they keep their focus last night with all of the hoopla going on?
1: Aiden Hill uh, parlayed, not, not double down, but parlay That's how we say it in Vegas. On, parlayed, what he I told like me that. on Friday, um, he felt that it wasn't very difficult to separate the moment of, okay, here's our banner, here's my moment with the team and, and everything there. And then once uh, the puck dropped, it was back to work. Um, Jack Eichel felt it was a little more difficult to kind of separate the two. And um, Mark Stone summarized it by saying he didn't think the Golden Knights had really a very good game overall. Uh, they had some good moments. They really took control in the second period. But um, Stone didn't feel it was a very strong game. And whether he directly attributed that to the banner raising and the the distractions of the last you know three days or so, He didn't directly say it, but that's how he answered the question when I presented it. So, you know, it was it was a gritty win in considering the circumstances. Um, Seattle had a five minute window to to get the game going and control it. And Vegas managed it. And really, um, Vegas was the better team for 55 minutes of the game.
0: Yeah. Mr. Stonely Cup, I think, was just frustrated because he was on the doorstep at least twice and he had high danger chances, and he couldn't capitalize. First period, VGK, you had a couple of goals there early. Um, you had uh, the Stevenson goal, uh, and then VGK came back in March or so. They led 2-0 after 1, and then Ivan Barbashev, my guy, uh, scored the third goal of the night. He crushed Matty
1: Beniers. He, crushed Matty Beniers. he smashed him pretty good. He he he's, walled he's an him. animal
0: he's an absolute animal I, I mean he's probably he's become my favorite player just because of all the gritty work and then eichel's number two and then the guy who hits the empty net once every game is probably my third uh but it was kind of funny because so jerry mccann had the goal and then uh vgk comes back and they counter With the empty netter at the end of the game by Jack Eichel. Uh, It was just kind of funny because Cassidy uh, said at the start of the game, he said, I, you know, he had no idea how VGK was going to come out with all the distractions and everything. Um, He said, This is easily going to be a three to nothing game. This is the prognosticator. It'll be a three to nothing game. I don't know if VGK, if my team is going to be ahead or Seattle, but that's how the game's going to start off. And lo and behold, it was three to nothing. And VGK pretty much in control the entire way.
1: Yeah, back to Barboshev. We had a fun exchange with uh Cassidy. Chris Chapman asked him basically um about Barbiev. he used the term he wallpapered Maddie veneers, and that caught uh Cassidy uh by surprise. It's a term <laughs> Did he, sway? he had never Did he sway some. No, no, no. He it was it was just a fun, lighthearted moment. So um Cassidy was basically saying, Do people still use wallpaper in their houses? and and then he, um, Chris Chapman blamed Gary Lawless because Gary Lawless is the one who says it all the time. And uh, even uh, Nate Elwell got into the mix uh, as he was taking the next question and threw a little little, little dig at Cassidy about the wallpaper. So it was, it was fun. Everyone was in really good spirits last yeah. night. Um, Mark Stone's back is okay, Tony. Mark Stone's back is okay. I, <laughs> I, I asked crack. him how his back was holding up. Uh, you know, carrying the <laughs> Stanley Cup around a lot and got a little chuckle, but the response was pretty quick. Had two really surgeries. That's Fine. So <laughs> I, it razzed him a fine. little bit. I was, you know, I was, I was looking for a, it, it was a fun exchange. It was, you know, and Stone is, he's got that gear where if he doesn't like something, he'll just, he'll give it to you. And he didn't like it. He took a shot and, uh, yeah. He, buzz- no, he, liked he buzzed that. one. He buzzed one. He, uh, no, no, no. I he, thought he, no, he liked the question. He was, he was good. He was
0: frustrated because, again, he just missed two goals. Uh, the one he just hit into Grubauer's pad. Hell, he was frustrated. And then he missed an open net and just hit it wide to the right.
1: Yeah, you're talking. um, It was almost like he was on the doorstep for the first goal of the Stanley Cup final last year, the shorthanded one, where basically he just stopped and had the whole right side of the net. Very similar. And -hmm. then uh, the other one, he just couldn't elevate over Grubauer's pad from inside. Yeah. Uh, VGK, areas they need to clean up.
0: Well, penalties, I think that's important. 11 total minutes in the game last night. And a nasty hit by Brett Howden. Uh, on Tanev last night, that was pretty much uncalled for. That uh, caused the major for VGK.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be a wouldn't be a big game in Vegas if there wasn't a major involved. that seems to be, <laughs> um, you know. But the important thing is he got a match. So a match is going to be immediately reviewed for potential suspension. So, you know, there's an interesting story developing now because Carrier out with an upper body. Um, Cassidy was asked about that in the post game and Cassidy, you know, you're not, you can get a whole lot out of Cassidy about injuries, but usually this is Cassidy's quote. Usually when someone leaves and doesn't come back, it could be pretty serious. Okay. So you're talking a hand and arm situation, something like that. He'll be in a sling. Probably. Possibly. Will he be in the Alec Martinez sling or the Zach or the cast? podcast?
0: No, he'll have the Martinez sling. Uh, when Martinez is done using it, so now who's going to take carrier carrier's spot? I'm sorry.
1: Well, we got to chop this into two set into two separate que- questions right now. Thursday against the San Jose Sharks, and possibly Saturday against the Anaheim Ducks, depending on. What the league does, if such anything, a rigged schedule,
0: Houghton. what a rigged schedule this is. It's not it's the Golden rigged.
1: Knights' fault that the Pacific is Charmin, at least the bottom four teams, not the top oh, four. Like it's the so bottom rigged. four teams are charming. It's rigged
0: yeah. again. Here we Stop go,
1: it, Tony. Knock it off. PK um, Subban
0: was right. They're going to win it again. He didn't say because the schedule's rigged, but he did say they're going to.
1: All right. So <clears throat> if Brett Howden is out, what happens? If Will Carrier is out, what happens? Well, you have to look at the roster right now. Demick is on the Golden Knights roster. Why is he on the roster?
0: What is Demick
1: doing on the roster? I don't know. I got to think the plan is to, they might have to keep him on the roster for a certain period of time. Then they can, because he's on a two way on the ELC entry level contract, they could probably send him down. But is Brendan Brisson going to get his number called right away? Like, is there a chance that possibly happens? But the only way this could happen. As far as the way the roster goes, first of all, is if White Cloud goes to LTIR because the Golden Knights literally at this moment have zero to work with, zero dollars. They have a perfect salary or a perfect uh, total salary cap when you factor the LTIR um, situation. So who replaces Howden directly? And the answer is Dorfiev. Dorfiev would probably get the first call on that spot. Cotter could potentially get elevated, but that line was really, really good with um, with Stone and Stevenson. Their chemistry was on display oh, the entire game. Yeah, that was the that was the best line early, and then um, the third line got ticked in the front. I mean, all the lines got ticked, you know, in the second period. Um, so, but the second line, Stone and Stevenson in particular, were um, were carrying the mail last night before Barbashev started doing his thing. So. I would think you do a direct replacement um it would be caught it would be um howden out, out Dorothy of in line four winger this is where it gets interesting yeah because be interesting if, if if Kerry is gonna be out I don't think Demick is gonna wind up drawing to the game I, I don't see that <laughs> why happening. would he be on the I just so confused here he it wasn't like, it's like, golden like listen players. it's it's there it's there it's it's cap roulette it's Vegas yeah, it's it is. They're, they're they're, they're, they know they they know what they're doing when it comes to that. So, the other option is you drop Paul Cotter to the fourth line for a game or two. Yeah, Dimmick now. And Brisson can go up on the second line. One game with for Stone Dimmick. Stone and Stevenson. One game for Dimmick. His name will be on the cup. Hey, Perfect. Hey. Uh, great. Good for him. That's uh, that's awesome. I, I, okay. I hope uh, someone's that lucky.
0: <laughs> so, Jonathan Marcus had the goal uh, that Tanav actually put in. He was just that trying. Was, to that experience. was so weird to watch that replay. It was very so, strange because he tried to wrap it around the uh, the net there. And then Marsha so gives it back. So it was kind of funny uh, on the uh, yeah, two Just
1: strange luck and bounces there.
0: Yeah. Now we have to get to Maxine Comtois. This is a guy, again, just reading body language and listening to what Bruce Cassidy had to say about him during camp and the days leading up to the start of the season. He didn't like this player. He, they said, let's hey, we're gonna give you this guy, Comtois. Okay, great. He didn't like him. I I am convinced he just had no use for him. And again, what he said about Maxine Comtois
1: really turned out. Maybe well, hopefully Comtois, Comtois is still in Vegas. Track. They might they might sign him now. They might need him. Isn't that funny though? What about your boy Phil Kessel? They might need him. You never know. I mean, Kessel last I heard was still hanging out here, so we'll We'll see uh, we'll see what happens. Come to I mean we were talking last night up in the box talking actually to to Carp and uh, Marsh about it and you know <laughs> That's a trio. Oh, oh I think we're going to be by each other all season. It's great. Um but it's you know Come to I I keep going back to this. I have to think that there was a role in mind for him. Of course you have to see him on the ice and he has to perform and he has to give you the want and desire to join the Stanley Cup the reigning Stanley Cup champions and seize the moment, seize the opportunity, he failed. He failed to do that and I really thought that was on display. I believe Comtois was in the game when Stone, you know, got throttled basically. And what a moment for Comtois just to challenge somebody and drop mm-hmm. the gloves in a preseason game when your captain gets run. You got Ran call it what it is. And, you know, like, that would have been his moment right there. Cassidy, Cassidy notices stuff like this. Um, come to unfortunately. now we're starting to learn, you know, he's got all the upside in the world, it seems, but it just doesn't seem, Cassidy didn't, Cassidy couldn't find a role for him. Cassidy never really gave him any term, any type of um, encouragement when asked about him. Oh, well, he doesn't have a contract. We well, oh, have haven't contract, seen enough of him. But, but yeah. give us, uh, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, come twelve, we'll see if he catches on, and you might get to take a two-way deal or go play with a team that's you know not necessarily his first, second, third, or fourth choice, or maybe the dude will wind up in Switzerland playing. Who knows?
0: Hmm. Who knows? Coming up, coming up next, Chris, uh, your observations on Cassidy's system, which was working just fine. Thank you. We'll talk about that, and we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. The NHL season, it's finally here. Will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme again? Will we see that stinking slot machine come out again next year at this time? We love the NHL, and we know that you do too. And that is why we want to tell you about Sleeper. Sleeper is our go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you have the chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. That's right. And the NHL has never been more exciting than we know it now. They have a lot of star players, a lot of star power from Eichel to McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, and McCarr. Simply select, more or less, based on their stats, such as goals, such as assists, and then points, saves, etc., and much, much more. Yes, you heard us, VGK fans. Sleeper offers 100 times the payouts, and to start paying attention, you just have to get into the game, make the right picks, and you could win big. That's right. Again, Entries can be under 30 seconds live in 28 plus states. Use the promo code today, Locked On NHL, and you will get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details. We are back on this edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. You can find us wherever you get your podcast, And please subscribe to our terrific YouTube channel produced by one and only Mr. Chris Golick. That is Locked on Golden Knights. I was just, I, you know what? I was really more disappointed that the Kraken didn't bring it last night rather than VGK, you know, winning the game and pretty much controlling it. Not a lot of skirmishes. A nasty, dirty hit by Howden.
1: Not a lot, really. Not a big response of. after that. Um, the interesting thing last night, I put these up on um, on my Twitter. So where the team, where the road team pulls in, it's kind of behind T-Mobile on the section that faces like Tropicana back there. But you yeah. can still see the front of Toshiba Plaza. So the bus pulls in, right? And you know, coaches, whoever is on that bus, some players. You know, they're watching all this. They're watching the players come in. They're watching the carpet. Some might have seen the Stanley Cup, depending on where they were as uh, Mark Stone and Ivan Barbashev. They they did two runs with the Stanley Cup down uh, down the gold carpet yesterday. So the other thing that was funny, um, Chris Tanev and a couple other players were actually walking just on the other side of from mm-hmm. where I was standing, right past everything. So they mm-hmm. walked, walked by the entire gold carpets watching the players, watching the cup and all that, and just you wonder if a game like that or if seeing something like that gives you the motivation. I mean, they just Didn't. walked through. No one recognized them. No one knew who they were. I spot them from, you know, about 20 feet away, and you just wonder what that feeling is. Like, hey, look what's happening here. It'd be cool if we got a chance to do this. And, you know, Seattle, honestly, they, they were good for five minutes. They were really good for five minutes, and they had some pushes, but they, they overall – yeah, I mean, Seattle looked like the team who had gone to the Raider game last night. They looked like the team that had the, the ring ceremony. They, they yeah. Looked, yeah, hey, Vegas flew. Here we go, Vegas, Vegas flew. flew. For sure. It's back alive uh, and well. So, so Chris, uh, you
0: didn't get a chance perhaps to see this, but Cassidy mic'd up last night oh on the television side. And at one point, I think in period number two, um, Cassidy is uh, telling the team to play heavy. On the puck, play heavier on the puck and he's way to go boys and okay all that uh but he really wanted uh, vgk they were already were putting bodies in front of the net he just wanted them to play heavier i think in the neutral zone that was i think one of his only knocks on the team last night as he was mic'd up um, overall a really good night for vgk with net front presence but what else impressed you about the cassidy system last night
1: um, you know, Cassidy system, we talked about this since uh since since day effing one. There you go, William Carlson. And <laughs> yeah, we talked about um since day one of him of um nice Cassidy's suit, arrived. by the way, Vegas Bjorn. Nice suit, nice. Uh, suit. Yeah, oh you liked you you liked uh cowboy Carlson. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It was wow. funny, but why are they wearing folks, high waters
0: today? Folks, why William Why does the fit include high waters? What's a high water? Oh my goodness, where well, your pants don't go all the way to your shoes. That's like, a
1: style nowadays, Tony. That's a style. I would nowadays, have been in.
0: I would have been in Vogue back in the day
1: then, because oh, I had fine. high waters.
0: All you never call them high waters. What is wrong with you, Gallic?
1: Go ahead. I'm saying all right. So since uh, I say day one, and and Carlson here goes Tony, and Tony like he started by giving him a compliment, so that was good. So that was good. Make make sure, folks, when you blast Tony for hitting you know up Carlson all the time, that was a good one right there. So you know, but Carlson, I also did.
0: but I also took a shot on Twitter X. By saying it's a good thing that Eichel scored the empty netter rather than Vegas Bjorn, but
1: that's not a shot, that's okay, that's that's polite, Tony. Come for you, so you, you get some props for that. I started nice job, off Tony. okay, you started off okay. So, all right, um, the Cassidy system, one of the in the opening press conference, it was you know playing tight in the neutral zone, it was not allowing the other team to get those stretch passes. <laughs> And entering the Vegas Golden Knights zone in in rush situations and two on ones, three on twos, or or breakaways, um, it's the right blend of having one forward pressuring the first defenseman, looking for that looking for that breakout pass, and then it's not like the Montreal Canadiens, you know, seventies and eighties and early nineties blue line trap or anything like that, but it it, it has some similarities to that as well. Canadians literally would stack all five of their players up on the blue line and say, okay, good luck, try and get by us. That's literally how the Canadians uh, made their living for a long time. Cassidy really had the players doing well stopping those passes, and it wasn't just like those passes on the ice. I mean, Mark Stone, Jonathan so they're batting pucks out of midair and getting them deep for players to have breakaways. Um, there was one moment, uh, unfortunately, I think Stevenson or Barbashev was a little flat-footed in the first period. It's not a knock on them, just it happened so quick where the pass was just pl- plucked out of midair, f- fired up to Stevenson, who was trying to get a full head of steam. Unfortunately, couldn't get the breakaway going, but it, it just shows you how quickly, and this is different. This is not the transition game. We'll talk about that in the third segment, but how quickly these opportunities can turn from – simply slowing down a pass between the blue lines and and springing a breakaway okay so
0: no one when you were a kid and your pants didn't fit no one asked you where's the flood they never used that that line seriously
1: I've With heard the stuff high waters like that. I've never heard I, okay I've heard the flood I've never attributed that to high waters though never knew it I don't know
0: where they call them high waters but we were you know, belt bottoms is that, is we were off in Jersey we were off in New Jersey man in school
1: when are bell uh, bombs coming back I feel like that's next right I don't know yeah they'll
0: be there. back again well I think women wear them but the guys haven't been wearing them so give it time okay last night this was a pretty cool moment even though Leah Hextall, the question she was actually really nice we were all
1: gabbing with her and on the carpet she was she was very pleasant to talk to you last night
0: okay Leah Hextall uh, she asked Cassidy what he thought about the cup banner? And he just lit up and he said, uh, it's a beauty. We would like to add another. We would like to have another <laughs> one of those up there. He was in rare form last night. And, of course, he knew he was being mic'd up. He had to be very pleased with the performance of the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, Cassidy, um, again, I asked him about it this past Friday, how he personally is balancing enjoying all these moments watching the players you know parade around town one more time while getting the team ready and Cassidy was he gave the really the best answer that you possibly could stay in the moment when you're at the dinner enjoy that when you know we're at the Raider game enjoy that on the ice when the banner goes up fully immerse yourself inside of that moments obviously once the game starts you have to transition that but Whatever the message was, whatever the behind closed doors discussions were, obviously they worked because honestly, the Golden Knights, like the moment, was not too big for them. And I didn't know if it would be or not. I thought I knew they could handle the moment. They won a Stanley Cup. They can handle the most pressure of moments, uh, especially the Edmonton series and the Dallas series when you know things got turned up a little bit. But you would wonder if the fatigue would set in and lead to some poor decisions, some poor habits as. The game progressed and no, I mean, the golden Knights, I think to put it in the easiest form, they outclassed the Seattle Kraken in a game where really it wouldn't, It, it I don't think it even would have taken Seattle's best shot to win that game. Um, Seattle, they like, like I've said three times now, they had a good five minutes to open the game. It went exactly the way. I thought, and uh, me and Carp were talking about it, we felt Seattle was the better betting angle last night for the return and everything. And, you know, I said, well, maybe cracking first period is probably a good bet. And then we thought the over would be a good bet. And a good thing none of us had any money on that game. We'd be broke and we'd be uh, taking the bus home. It was that bad. (laughs) So credit the Golden Knights for understanding the moment. And I think uh, back to, you know, your comments about Cassidy, I really think this shows Cassidy's ability to, Allow the team to enjoy the moment. He's not beating them up in the locker room verbally, guys. He's not, you know, just yelling and shouting. I think there's that relationship where Cassidy trusts the players. He's said, he's mentioned many times in press conferences about trusting the players. Um, he has that trust in the players to tell him, guys, enjoy it, embrace it. Don't be afraid to think about winning another Stanley Cup because, well, Cassidy said it again. That's something else that Cassidy said to me on Friday you know, it's okay to talk about winning another Stanley Cup. So everyone's on the same page. Um, you know, the mental side of the game, making sure everyone is fully fully embracing their role, accepting the challenge. And uh, now we're going to see as injuries are piling up, folks. Yes, they're happening. I don't know anyone wants to acknowledge that, but now Will Carrier, who's had injury trouble throughout his career, unfortunately didn't get out of the second period of last night's game. He joins the list of Zach Whitecloud, Alec Martinez and, you know, William Carlson is just, you know, a few days back from his injury. So this is going to be something to watch this season, fans. This is going to be something to watch. The first
0: two goals were scored by Stevenson and Marcia. and somebody took a nice run at me and well-deserved. I think at that uh, where we have Carlson and we have Eichel with the A's on their jerseys. And I suggested that both Stevenson, and Marcia, so have ease for expiring contracts on their jerseys. I still wonder how that's going to play out. Like, that's the story within the story, no one wants to discuss, but right? No one
1: wants to. I, I did discuss and I pissed off half the fan base, well, three quarters of the fan base. No, I'm the one uh, that ticks. Oh, off. I had a good summer, Tony. I had a good summer. I had a good summer.
0: <laughs> Coming up next, VGK's transition game was working last night. We'll tell you all about it next when we return right here on Locked On Golden Nights. We could take down Sleeper now. God damn. Everyone should be empowered.
1: <laughs>
0: We're just having fun here. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. I ordered my very own. It's terrific. I have it. Uh, along with its five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and it gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping to have access to medication in the case of an emergency. The Jace case is very small, it's compact, but I've got all these antibiotics. It tells you about how to utilize them. It's really cool and very much needed. It's necessary. Jace Medical, uh, make sure that you have that medication in hand at all times. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. That's our message today. Save more than three hundred, uh, yeah, three hundred and sixty dollars. Save more than three hundred sixty dollars by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional twenty dollars off by using the code locked on at checkout at JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical dot com. Use the promo code Locked On. We are back, Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Highwater Chris Gallick Appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And don't forget on Fridays, WTF? What the Friday? Where you could take some really good runs at us, and they uh, they often do. And we're in season now, and a lot of the fans are in season form. You know, it was sad last night seeing Riley Smith speaking with Emily Kaplan. Well, not that he was speaking with Emily Kaplan, but he was just there, you know, during the game uh, where between periods they had a discussion. Former Golden Knight looked really sad. He had FOMO last night. He was sad. He wanted to be here. I know that's the game. It's I the, the Golden Knights
1: have scheduled the opener against Pittsburgh. That would have been nice. That would have been really not cool. Not the Golden Knights,
0: eh? the NHL, but, you know. Of course. Well, no, the Golden Knights. You're right. It's rigged. Uh, so, Chris, uh, transition game was cooking last night. Played very well. I think the uh, most impressive point um, there, the most impressive sequence, if you will, uh, was evident on that stretch pass out of the zone. McNabb to Barbashev, who had the finish tape to tape, stick to stick, whatever you want to say. And, of course, Barbashev with the finish.
1: Yeah, that was definitely um, real good, you know, heads up play by McNabb spotting Barbashev. And like I said, I think in the first segment, it wasn't the only time they had that type of pass working. So you look back at the first goal, right? Howden, a great pass from Stevenson and Stone, but it started in the defensive zone. That's what you don't see on the replay. They just show, you know, the 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 tic-tac-toe portion at the end on the offensive side of the blue line. But you don't see that on the other side of the blue line. So that was, it was just one moment, but Seattle was just given Vegas that first pass. And you you hear this a lot from scouts and stuff like that. A good defenseman, if they can make a good breakout pass, if their first pass is going to be really good, that's how you stick in the NHL for a long time. And Alec Martinez is one, one of the best, probably on the Golden Knights of doing that. And he's going to be out for some time. So I did ask Cassidy about how quickly the team was getting up the ice, about the rushes, and how it was leading the scoring opportunities. And Cassidy started by by mentioning the gaps are good and tights. Gaps basically mean when the players are closing in on uh, the offensive players coming in the zone and challenging that first pass. And then they just so quickly – this was something really big in Season 1's team – it was the forecheck and how fast they had the ability to get the puck up ice. Yeah, this is something you're going to see in season six right now as well. And then Cassidy went on to say, "This was a staple of the D last year. They're at their best when the guys get going, and they are disrupting the entry and quickly looking up the ice. It's it's almost like football, Tony. Right? It's like um, it's like uh, you have one player doing the goal route. You got the button hook in the middle." And then you got someone doing the mid, you know, a mid being like a mid option, like around the blue line, to get that pass. And the Golden Knights, they were they were hitting their first option. They didn't have to uh, check down. There was no check down Charlie's uh, happening last night. No, no, no check down Garoppolo's happening last night. Oof. There you go. There you go. I think you his highest air ball. yard was twenty-one it, every, yards. Yeah, every every Monday.
0: pass is a check down pass.
1: Yeah, his so arm Garoppolo I told you would not a, be a good defenseman on the Golden. He's got
0: a lights. rag arm. It's like worse, in, like when you watch him in person, it's even worse. I'm like he can't. He's like hoisting it there, shot putting it.
1: In so any event, he really fast football reference. I want to credit Steve Marsh. I know Steve watches the show too. Um, Steve hey, well, Marsh it, called Marchesault's goal the equivalent of a pick six to hockey. Nice, nice. I thought okay. that was a great. I thought that was, that was a, good a great analogy. reference. So, so Steve, <laughs> shout out for that one. That was good, man.
0: Shout out, bro. And uh, you know, I like the way VGK cleared the puck. To your point on the penalty kill. Remember VGK fiddle faddling around and they got that thing out. Very quickly, they got rid of it. And that's what helped them to kill off the five minute major on Howden. I thought that they did a terrific job in clearing the zone and doing it so quickly, man. I thought that that was terrific. Uh, later this week, we've got uh, in this rig schedule VGK against the Sharks coming up tomorrow. We'll preview that on tomorrow's show. And then the Ducks, maybe come to will be back with that team. Who knows? I don't know. By then, something's awesome. got to give with that poor fellow. Awesome. And, uh, of course, much, much more. Let's put a wrap on today's show. For my man, Chris Gollick. I'm Tony Kardasco. We appreciate you tuning in. Find us on the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. We'll see you tomorrow right here and the same place and same time. Not same time, but we'll be back tomorrow.
1: Excellent close, Tony, excellent close.